again, you, I guess, are going to have to go against your own, um, your own self-imposed edict. Right, but, boy, did I pick the year to quit. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 169. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Todd. You said uh, you, you did some investigating, I guess you said? Yes. Um, I don't often go down the uh, the W tree, the sports entertainment tree, sure. anymore. But because I follow a couple of people... My notifications were blowing up today Mm -hmm. because I follow you. And anytime you tweet something, it shows up like it on my status bar. (laughs) And then if, if you tweet somebody I know, blah, blah, blah. So it was going on. And apparently something happened with Powerbomb TV and, uh, uh, Jerry, AK Stan and Lash. And, and I was looking over what everybody was saying and, I was like that. It's become an official clusterfuck, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um. So just to let you know uh, where I am on this. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, everyone, mark your calendars. Todd brought up wrestling. Right. But this was special dispensation. I'm gonna have to look up what dispensation means and get back to you. I don't know what it means either. I'm just throwing words at, at my microphone. Okay. So, um, at work, from 10.30 to about 1, is my prime Marvel Puzzle Quest time. Yep. Okay. When I do my my Marvel Puzzle Quest... My two favorite subjects, go on. When I do my Marvel Puzzle Quest, I don't get notifications on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They don't show up, right? But other notifications do. Texts, direct messages, <laughs> Facebook. phone calls, all this stuff shows up, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? All right, I'll deal with this later. Okay. So everyone's like, oh, my God, Joe, are you okay? What's <laughs> going on? Did you hear what's going on? They said this and this happened. What are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, what's, I don't know what's going on because I'm, you know, playing my game and I'm also at work. And then I was in a meeting from one to two as well. And that cut into my Marvel Puzzle Quest time as well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I don't mean to make light of this because this is a very serious subject. Um, Adam, former guest of the show, uh, is no longer um, associated with powerbomb.tv um the decision was made to let him go adam is upset that he was let go of this company that he helped build um however there is a lot more to what's going on um a lot more and i don't know the whole story uh even though people will allege that i do i don't um as you may know, Todd, and uh, maybe people listening to this, uh, know that Jerry at times can be a kayfabe and motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times things would happen with Powerbomb TV that would directly affect me, like I'm booked for a show. And the way that I found out about it was 
is that somebody else tweeted about it. Right. Um, obviously, Adam has been going through a lot of other stuff as well um, that he has made public, but it's not in my place to, you know, talk about that. Um, but suffice to say, Adam is not very happy with me as he feels I have sided with Jerry uh, in all of this. Mm-hmm. The side that I have taken in all of this is there's a lot more to what's going on that I don't know about. And to be honest with you, I don't want to know. Um, and also at the end of the day, it's the internet, it's indie wrestling, and at least in my world, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of other people have a lot more stake, a lot more invested, and a lot more direct involvement in uh, independent wrestling and that in around itself. My involvement is sometimes I have to organize a car trip out to Ohio. Other than that, I show up, I do my commentary, I go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe ha- maybe have a pizza. Maybe have a pizza or two. Maybe talk. To some folks, maybe be somewhat personable. Um, and there are a lot of bad people, um, a lot of suspect people, a lot of shady people uh, in the in the world of uh, independent wrestling. And a lot of times, you got to pick your battles. And the day that I have to start picking my battles is the day that I just kind of disappear from it all. Right. Um, It's a very unfortunate situation. It's a very ugly situation. It's a situation that I wished could have been avoided. Uh, But once the ball started rolling this past Friday, uh, there was really no stopping it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But to you, listener of the show, um, if you were a supporter of Powerbomb TV or not a supporter of Powerbomb TV or this has made you decide not to be any longer or whatever. You are entitled to your own decision and your own everything regarding all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think Adam is right, if you think Jerry is right, if you think neither one is right, if you think they're bo- both right, whatever it is that you think, I don't begrudge you. You do what you got to do. I'm doing what I got to do. And hopefully everybody else involved is doing what they feel they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also went to Monster Jam this week, unless you have any other questions about that. Uh, no, I don't have any other questions about what went down. I just figured that we were going to discuss it at some point. But... Right. So I figured I'd throw it out there and then break one of my resolutions, but... What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You made it a month and a half. I'm proud of you, Todd. Well, I had to wait for a, you know, an explosion. But uh, mm-hmm. Monster Jam, so you had fun? Yeah, Monster Jam was good. Um, you know, it's our routine. Um, I I enjoy uh, the nonsense involved with Monster Jam. I like the trucks. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures I was tweeting out. Yeah, my favorite one uh-huh. is the picture of you your lovely wife and your adorable son right 
um, your adorable son and your lovely wife, like looking so happy, taking a selfie and you checking your Twitter on your phone in the background. Just like, that's the picture of you. Not like, like, you know, well, he, you know, no, just, no, that, no, pic- that's what it was. You were that, all like, Oh, you're or mixing Marvel, up Marvel, a Marvel puzzle quest or whatever no. you were doing. You're, you're mixing with your up family questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mixing, you're mixing up two pictures. Right, because there's the one picture of the three of us together, mm-hmm. and I'm doing like my rocking out face. Right, that's your one. That's your right. your stock photo to show that like you know you're and, okay. And the other one was Asa enjoying his uh, twenty dollar uh, souvenir uh, d- grave digger icy. Right, Ooh, twenty dollars. Yeah, what do you what, what could you have done with that twenty dollar? Buy comics. Twenty dollars could buy many things. Mm-hmm. Some stepped-on Spectrox. Explain how money can be exchanged for goods and services. Mm-hmm. Oh, twenty dollars! I wanted a peanut. <laughs> All right. Um. So April quick snapped a picture of that. This was in between trucks, and I was tweeting out pictures. No. I think you were Marvel Puzzle questioning it or No, actually no discussing shitty Dusty Rhodes promos from the nineteen twenties. That was Monday. Mm-hmm. And that was a good day. Those were some uh, fun promos. Come on, mm-hmm. how could you tell me that even if you watched any of those ones, whether it be Dusty calling himself because we're talking about wrestling, so I could talk about it as much as I want. Right. Dusty saying that he's the cold hearted sausage maker. Oh, God, even I know that one. Jesus Christ. Dusty cutting a promo, wearing his risky business sunglasses, baby. Risky business. And he just kept saying risky business over and over again. <sighs> the one that he, the one where he says that the winner of the uh, bunkhouse stampede is going to be the moo bull of the woods, baby. Oh, God. But that risky business is a good one. Where's another good one that he was going to say? They were, they were all great. Uh, when he says that Dusty Rhodes is boogie fever, electrified funk at its best. Yes, that is the way I think of him. <laughs> How could you not say that Dusty Rhodes was maybe one of the greatest men of all time? Oh, I don't know, Joe. I, I think I could find a way. <laughs> And then the other one, this, I figured this would be right up your, your alley, where he says, I got thunder in both my fists, headed your way with knuckle sandwiches. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on! No slow blocks of ice? No, and I see, there's this dude who is tweeting out a whole bunch of, like, weird old gifs, and right before I, uh, I, uh, got on the call here to do the show, I was like, oh, I gotta find that, that Eddie Guerrero roadblock match, where Dusty says, uh, that Eddie Guerrero is moving like lightning and Roblox is moving like a slow block of ice. That young Eddie Guerrero reminds me of a wrestler I knew in the heyday by the name of Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you know how many times I've heard that phrase, uh, that I know that phrase? Now, even further still, how many times have you heard and know that phrase, not because of me? Probably 90%. Probably 90%. 
I, I think I enunciate Bruno San Martino perfectly, by the <clears> way. <throat> but I'm not uh, finding a Eddie Guerrero roadblock uh, match <laughs> on the old YouTube, so. Oh, no. Alas. That's my mission now, so. Mm. Well, you are a missionary. I am. I That's know they my, had to have wrestled each other at some point. I don't know. All I know is the Bruno San Martino part. So, and somebody was moving like a slow block ice. That's like a slow block ice. Yeah. Again, the the, the internet is not being helpful in this. Oh no! I'm gonna have but to. I'm gonna have to. Your... I'm gonna have to reach out. Put your hands on your MP3 player, everybody. Listen at home and feel what I'm putting out there. Someone needs to find me that match where Dustin Rose says someone is moving like a slow block of ice. And Mm -hmm. then when he compares Eddie Guerrero to a young Bruno Sammartino. I I think my impersonation is better. I think yours is better, too. My Dusty is real bad. But I only know, like, three phrases. Oh, but see, I got all the phrases, though. That's the thing. See, now you give me the phrases, and I could be the best Dusty Rhodes you ever done theme. <laughs> See, you're good uh, doing Dusty if no matter what you say, at the end of it, you punctuate it with, if you will. If you will. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. See, I want to figure out how I could shut this door again, because it's open. Oh, Todd. <laughs> and you've wedged your size 14 in there. Oh, I've wedged more than that in there. But no, Monster Jam was good. I enjoy talking about it as well. Um, I like the fact that they fabricate that it's a real sport. Whoa, 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 whoa. You and your everything's fabricated bullshit. They claim. Who was I? Who the hell was I listening to this week? It was, so, well, again, oh. it, was a, it was one of the old-timey wrestling folks. Oh, and gosh. I don't want to say, because I've never heard him go this far down that road. And it's not someone that I've listened to quite a bit, but mm-hmm. he kind of echoed my sentiments of, if there's money to be made, it's fixed somehow. Wow. And he went through and I'm like, oh, I, 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 wanna, I, I like all this stuff that this guy's saying. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is all the same dumb stuff I say about organized sports and so forth. But Monster Jam, um, you know, they, they have, um, the uh, U.S. motorsports, like, officials on hand. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's just guys in yellow jumpsuits who just kind of stand around. I don't know what they're really doing. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to be conferring with anyone. They just kind of be – they just kind of are there. Uh, they also claim that Monster Jam is the only competitive sport oh, where men and women compete on the same level. Sure. Right. And – uh we do have a lot more. Um, was there a flash on tonight? No. All right, I could stop doing that then. Yeah, we just yes, focus, Daniel son. Focus. Um, so uh, there was a lot more lady drivers this time around than there was Whoa. before. Uh, the the entire thing is a little like a little bit more biased toward Gravedigger since he is the John Cena of Monster Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do a gimmick where they do, like, two monster truck competitions. Then they do these little dune buggy things that are called speedsters. Mm-hmm. Another monster truck thing. An ATV race. 
monster trucks, speedsters again, and then monster trucks to end it all, right? And right. And two of the two of the six uh, two of the six competitions, they let you, the fans, vote. I know. I think you were telling me this once before that they have all the gimmicks down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of the gimmicks have changed. Like they don't let like the very first time that we went. Where the ATV, it was different ATV drivers than there was that drive the monster trucks. Mm-hmm. And there was like, then there was separate things, and the first one had Truckosaurus and everything, and I think Truckosaurus has been retired, sadly. Right. Uh, he only shows up on the legitimate outlaw, literal mud shows of the non Monster Jam Feld Productions. And that's the other thing, it's this company, Feld Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that owns all of those, any sort of faux sport, non-sporting event things that can happen in an arena. Mm-hmm. Like they had Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, Greatest Show on Earth before that went kaput. Right. They also have Harlem Globetrotters. They have the Marvel Universe Live. Uh, they have the Disney on Ice and all these other things, right? It's all under this one company called Feld. Yeah, but Harlem Globetrotters is real. Right. It's a shoot, brother. That's one of the greatest basketball teams ever. The rec- Their record is unbelievable, Joe. <laughs> I thought the generals were due. Mm, he's got he j- just reach out and take it. He's spinning the ball in his finger. I think that, was, that, that game was fixed. He was using a ladder for Pete's sake. Right, but I'd asked, because uh, that's, you know, this month was Monster Jam, uh, next month is Harlem Globetrotters, the month after that is, like, Sesame Street Live or some nonsense, and then mm-hmm. May is when Marvel Universe Live comes in, and that's the new one, so they're really pushing that one, so that's the one that we're going to end up being, we're going to. See, I want to go to, I want to go to Har- uh, Harlem Globetrotters, but it's, you know... Very sad, sitting on the bench alone during Harlem Globetrotters. Well, if you when sit confetti... close enough, they might. If you sit close enough and wear red, white, and blue, they might ask you to come in. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine if they let me join up? That's right. Like, Your uh, regular take... uh, Meadowlark Lemon. That's right. They take me and not Bender. That's that would be the best. <laughs> uh, but no, they do a lot of like crowd interactivity, and I've never been to uh, Harlem Globetrotters. But a friend of mine, Bryce, has been multiple times before, and there's a lot of, you know, when they have that audience participation thing, Mm -hmm. and it's a faux sport, and there's that sort of level of whatever to it, like Monster Jam, because this Feld company runs it, they kind of have a lot of the same notes that they hit. Like, not exactly, but it's the same feel, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you get any other stuff? Any other cheap stuff? From yes. The... Uh, we also got the the Digger Disc, which is like a a cheap plastic, like faux boomerang thing. Oh, it's a pipe tin with <laughs> with a with the sticker on it that has the Grave Digger logo on it. Right. And the only reason we got it for him was it was ten dollars on the website and it was ten dollars in person. So we're like, all right, we'll save on shipping. Whatever. Oh, look at you doing the math. But we did eat before we left, so... What? Yeah. You should you should buy all your Grave Digger merchandise through our Amazon click-through. 
That's right. Oh, and I tell you, I don't know if you've <laughs> been to the uh, Scranton Wilkes-Barre Arena, whatever the hell it's called up here. The Wells Fargo Arena, Mohegan, Mohegan Sun. Sun Plaza or Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. Yeah, I think it's the official name. I tell you, man, that people love that Chickies and Pete's that's there. Uh, oh boy, really? Oh, it was. <laughs> I don't think like we had gotten up like and walked past it like once coming in. Mm-hmm. Once going out to use the bathroom, coming back. Once going out to do the icy, coming back, and then leaving. There was not a time where the line at the Chickies and Pete's was not at least fifteen people deep. I don't know what a Chickies and Pete's is. Chickies and Pete's is a Philadelphia originated chain place. Did we talk about this last week? We we've talked about this many times. And I have not retained it? No. Oh, my God. We have talked about it no less than three times this calendar year. (laughs) But we're only in February, Joe. Chickies and Pete's, definitely not a sponsor. But their whole thing is they have their world-famous crab fries. Oh, that's right. Right, where it's just essentially a Rida crinkle-cut fries, but like two levels lower in quality. Right, old base seasoning on them. Fantastic, and that's their world famous crab fries. I can't wait to to forget chickies and pizza next week. Right, and they allegedly have authentic Philly cheesesteaks there. That's the other reason they've come Uh, off on the show before. Oh, that's right. I remember you were burying somebody about authentic cheesesteaks. Oh, now this is a good one to put you on the spot. (laughs) Who was I burying about it? Oh, you were you were uh, burying uh, the Transformer guy, uh, Kirk. <laughs> That's right, Kirk Cameron. That's right, Captain Kirk. <laughs> well, he does have his uh, Twitter as, uh, you know, Captain Jason Kirk or something. Right, I know, it's Jason, I'm busting. Right. Because I was going to give Jason a nickname, but then the nickname I almost gave him was not a good one. And I changed my mind, so. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to hear about that now. <laughs> because I gave Shoesy one. Yeah. And then I was going to give the other one. But then what jumped into my mind in the word, I was like, no. No, 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 no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Yes, I know. Uh, but no, so Monster Jam was fun. It's always a fun time. My kid enjoys it. And uh, the Wonder Woman truck is awesome. Now, does it have a female driver? It does. All right, because if you did, oh my god, the oh, I'd hate to see if it was a man driver. We had female drivers on. I think at least three of the trucks. Mm-hmm. Zombie, which is our, which is Ace and my favorite. That's our truck, Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Wonder Woman, and I think maybe one more had a lady driver. Now I know there are multiple lady drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lady driver that does one of the Grave Diggers. I know there's a lady driver that does one of the El Toro Locos. I had to look up what that was. What El Toro Loco? Yeah, and I found out it was uh, Crazy Bull or something like that. Right. Oh, and I do want to stand corrected here. I said that they, they've they gone away from the licensed music 
and now just use kind of and just kind of use generic music. Mm-hmm. They use generic music for some of the people. Like Gravedigger right. still has Bad to the Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, that just throw good check being sent out every month. Right, right. Zombie um sometimes like they each of the things come out six times. Mm-hmm. Uh Zombie sometimes will use Beat It by Michael Jackson. Sometimes it's just like generic monster noises. I was hoping it was the cranberries. Right. No. Zombie. Zombie. Uh, El Toro Loco uses uh, Miserlou from uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Scooby-Doo will use the Scooby-Doo theme song. But then, like, mon- how- one of the monster mutts used to use Who Let the Dogs Out. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Th- Blue Thunder used to come out to Thunderstruck by uh, ACDC. Oh. Not no more. I, gee, I wonder why. Right. Angus, got the- Angus got the memo. Oh, yeah. What? There's a monster using my music. <laughs> Somebody write me a check. Angus? Oh, he's sitting here. Oh, wow. Yes, Todd, I'm right here. Oh, boy, my hero is on the, on this podcast. R- mark this down. I've listened to your podcast. You say your hero is Clint Eastwood. <laughs> wow. You know what? Your Angus Young is a thousand times better than your Dusty Rhodes. Thank you. That's not me, that's the real Angus. I mean, yes, you're real Angus, Beef. How dare you? Oh, God. So, we've had enough shenanigans. Let's get into what everyone really came here for, which is next week's soon-to-be-named movie club thing. (laughs) Right, that changes everything. It's like Chicky and Pete. You have to explain it every time. Right, right. So, my movie. Now, uh, I wanted to use, and I don't, I, I, I'm going to burn a movie here, and if it's on Todd's list, I'm going to ask him to kayfabe, and it's, if it's not, you know, mm-hmm. do you remember the movie that we discussed that caused this idea to become reality? Yes. Okay. So the movie that we discussed... Uh, on the show that was kind of the impetus for this, what we're doing here now, was the Jerky Boys movie. Mm-hmm. Jerky Boys movie, not on my list. Right. But in my mind, that was like th- an atypical movie that would be on my list mm-hmm. of things. Obviously not the Jerky Boys movie because it's a legitimately bad movie and I do not enjoy it. But there are movies out there that maybe get a bad rep whatever it is, unsung films, undiscovered classics, things like that. But mostly it's movies that I remember from my youth. And by youth, I mean, like, pre-being, like, 18 years old. And having very fond memories of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the movie that we will be watching and discussing next week, Todd, is a movie... From 1986 or 1987. It's very unclear. Okay. (laughs) Most places say it was 1986, but in actually doing research on it, uh, it says that it never had a theatrical release due to many lawsuits filed. Mm 
Oh, boy. And it ended up being released to uh, VHS and HBO in mid-1987. Okay. It is Hal Needham's final film. Oh, boy. Right? To have Mm -hmm. that uh, hanging over your head. And uh, it is a movie I have fond memories of. And it's a star-studded cast, Todd. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a movie that stars Tanya Roberts. (laughs) <laughs> uh, John Aston, <laughs> Billy Barty. Wow, the this is a heavy hitter. Charles Nelson Riley. Oh boy, amongst others. Mm-hmm. And let me read you the synopsis of this film, and then we're gonna get to a certain point where I'm gonna where where, where it's gonna take a turn, right? <laughs> okay. M. Harry Smilak, Dirk Benedict is a down-on-his-luck music manager who's having a hard time attracting talent and booking gigs for his band Kicks. That's K-I-C-K-S, not to be confused with the actual band K-I-X. Their most recent gig is a Dairy Queen opening. When making arrangements for a campaign fundraiser, he mistakes Rick Roberts... Roddy Piper for a musician and hires him. At that um, moment, he becomes a wrestling manager and starts to book matches for him and his teammate Tonga Tom, aka the Tonga Kid. The team is a success, and Harry decides to take his wrestlers and band on a rock and wrestling tour. The tour is a success, and Harry feels what it's like to be a winner. The movie that we're watching, Todd, is a film called Body Slam. Also starring Captain Lou Albano. Oh, God. Many, many Samoans. <laughs> All the Samoans. Many Samoans. Um, the great Tijo Khan. Uh, with uh, also some cameos later in the film uh, by Ric Flair, the aforementioned Bruno Sammartino, mm. amongst uh, classy Freddie Blassie. Amongst many, many others. Uh, this is a movie that I have such fond memories of as a small child. And I say small child, I mean like 10 years old, 11 years old. Watching all the time. And it still took me at least another... Uh, no, this was right around the time that I figured out that wrestling might be a work. What? <laughs> because this was just a few months li- uh, after its release, seeing it on HBO, of course. It was just a few months after uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik were busted on the New Jersey Turnpike for <laughs> cocaine possession. You mean Spectrox? Uh, <laughs> right. Spectrox um, sharing, I guess. Yes. Right. <laughs> Acquisition. Um, but yes, uh, Billy Barty plays a sidekick-ish to Captain Lou Albano in the film. Uh, uh don't ruin too much. Charles Nelson Riley plays a Dick Cavett-esque, uh, talk show host, where professional wrestling is the only subject that they talk about. <laughs> God, a dream come true for you. Oh, it is. So I'm excited, um, for you to watch this movie, Todd. Oh my God. I can't wait to... I can't wait to give this the praise you gave Bronco Billy. Right. I feel as though you are going to have fun with this film. Oh. That's all. It is a lighthearted romp. 
And it stars Dirk Benedict. How could you not love that? Starbuck? Right. And this is, this is a documentary of how rock and wrestling was created. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Now, did you move this one up because I opened the W door this week? This was number one on the list once the list was made. Somehow I think your list is going to be more fun than mine. Again, I have movies on here that I thoroughly enjoy or at least have fond memories of. Well, I have fond memories of the first movie. Mm. I don't know if you believe that or not, but, um, so yeah, well, I, 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 there's nothing on my list that I don't love, you know, so, but now I have to take this movie off my list and use a substitute because this was on it. Oh, (laughs) oh my goodness. Now I will say this since I, I didn't mention what it was, but since the last time that we spoke, uh, this movie on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes had no reviews. Well, why would it? Now, maybe it will. Since we last spoke about this, which was about two months ago, uh, it has gone up to 54%. That's because two people voted on it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I'm excited to watch this film again to see if it holds up. And uh, I'm excited (laughs) to hear your hot takes on Mm -hmm. the 1987 maybe. Opus, uh, Body Slam. Oh, my God. I was 14 years old, Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I never saw this movie. I'm shocked. This was on in heavy rotation, um, on HBO during the time. Like I said, I didn't have cable. I was deprived. I'm depraved because I'm deprived. No, I'm Mm -hmm. deprived because, eh, something. I know, uh. Uh, King Cannon with Sam from some movie. So I do read the tweets occasionally. Right. Oh, I'm getting old, Joe. Mm-hmm. Old man Roker. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm very excited to watch this and talk about it. I can't wait to buy a copy of this to watch. This right. On buy a copy. Because mm-hmm. I'm not letting you borrow my copy. That's right, because I have Betamax. Mm-hmm. Oh. What did I get myself into? Now, I don't After, con- I don't condone but, this. Uh, right. This movie may exist uh, on YouTube in several parts. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, clip it together, people. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know how to look for that sort of thing, you could probably find it. I'm uh, YouTube isn't my you know cup of tea. I don't know how to work that. Right. <laughs> All right, everyone. So thank you very much uh, for listening to Longbox Heroes After Dark, episode 169. And join us all here next week as we discuss Body Slam. Good night, everybody. <laughs>